Name? Becky McClellan. Name on Instagram and YouTube? Uh, Becky's Color Escape. Age? 38, 29. We'll just say 29. <laughs> <laughs> Lives in? Uh, Illinois, in the, in the United States. Family? I have a husband. I have four boys, 18, 9, 8, and 6. I have three female dogs, one pit bull, and two English mastiffs. Favorite coloring book? Oh, that's hard. I have to say any of the Carolina Kubiowska books. I love her books. Favorite pens or pencils? Well, it used to be Prismas, um, but now I'm liking the harder pencils, so I'm going to have to go with my Pablo's. Coffee or tea? Coffee, all day. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to Passionista Colorista podcast. And uh, welcome today's guest, Becky. Hi, Isabel. Hi, everyone. We are chatting on Skype, and you just showed me the biggest cup of coffee I've ever seen. <laughs> tell us, tell me about it. It's 32 ounces, um, but my husband bought this for me because when I'm coloring, my coffee or my, or my tea or whatever I'm doing always goes cold, always, because I get lost in what I'm doing, and then I go to pick it up, and it's ice cold. So he's like, nope, we can't have that no more. He was tired of me crying, so he got this cup for me because it actually keeps my coffee hot, hot, right out of the pot hot for six hours. But the cool thing is, is if I put ice in it, and I put water or a beverage, a cold beverage in it, it keeps it the ice in there for 24 hours. So it keeps your coffee hot for six hours but does the coffee actually last so long oh no it, it doesn't last for six hours i have to drink it and then i go i normally get about three cups in six hours i know it's bad <laughs> <laughs> i just have to ask because i love coffee and my coffee always gets cold yeah i know i drink a lot of coffee but becky before we start to we are going to talk about coloring of course and a lot of uh, crazy projects that you have uh, come up with. But who are you? Tell us a little bit more about yourself before we start. Um, well, let's see. I'm a mom first and foremost. Uh, I used to work full time and now I'm just a full time mom. Um, for medical reasons, my doctor took me off work. So once I my doctor took me off work, I could really dive into uh, my hobbies and my family, my kids. Um, so I got the coloring more. I got to hang out with my kids more. Um, my kids are really big into art, which I really like. Um, and I've always been like that artsy crafty type. I've never uh, like I used to do sports and stuff in high school, but I've always been like one to do paper crafting or crocheting or journaling or anything like that. So coloring was just that next, you know, outlet. Um, but I, um, I don't do much. I'm a homebody. Like I stay at home. I come up with some crazy ideas. Like my mind's always going all the time. My kids are like, Oh God, mom's got a different idea for chores. Like it's just always something. <laughs> and I do it. I love cook. cleaning and eh, not so much, but you know, it has to get done. Nobody likes cleaning. I like doing laundry, just not folding. Um, and that pretty much sums up me. Like, I'm just a simple person with crazy ideas. <laughs> but you said that uh, coloring was uh, like the natural next thing to do? Yeah, it was a natural transition just because um, when I got taken off of work, I got taken off of work because I have uh, – 
I, I have severe depression. I'm actually diagnosed with um, severe depression uh, or no manic depression, bipolar disorder with anxiety is what I have. And so coloring to me was my outlet. Um, I don't like taking a lot of medications. I just don't feel right. I don't like feeling like a zombie. So to me, creative expression was my outlet and how I dealt with some of the things that I had going on, you know? And so I was able to dive into coloring and just immerse myself in, in everything and just let my mind go free. Um, and so that's where I became really passionate about it. And I, you know, I found this because I didn't even know YouTube existed, like the coloring community existed on YouTube. And then I found this community and it was just like a whole new world. Um, and I was, you know, and as I'm coloring and as I'm going through my process of, you know, getting my mental health on track, um, I started thinking a lot about how I felt in some of the streams and how I felt, you know, as part of the community. And then that's what um, drove me to start my own channel. But what was your first coloring book? My very first coloring book was uh, Johanna Basford's Lost Ocean. And uh, I remember buying that book and I absolutely loved it. I brought it home and then I started coloring in it and I felt very overwhelmed because it was so detailed. And I was like, ooh, I'm like, I don't know if I can do this. So I remembered I, I put it away in a drawer and I never touched it for like two months. I didn't touch it. I didn't go back to it. I stopped coloring. I'm like, I'm done. Um, And then I went to our local dollar store and they had some, um, they're just one of those like, uh, like Zentangly floral books, um, an off the wall brand. And so I picked up one of those and I started really enjoying doing the florals. So then I pulled my Johanna back out and I was like, well, we're going to try this one more time. And, uh, I, I did end up doing one picture in it and I did like the way that it came out, but I found that book really overwhelming for a beginner. But from there, I just kind of grew. And then I found Amazon, the world of Amazon and coloring books. Ah, amazing. <laughs> and so after that, I got um, Hannah Lynn's Enchanted Faces was my very next one. And then it was just uh, an addiction from there. But when was this? When when was it you got your first Johanna Bessford book? October of 2018. So last, I mean, it's only been eight months. It's very recently. Yes. And and what did you use when you colored these first books? What pencils? It was I had Crayola um Crayola colored pencils and then I picked up any kind of fine liners I could find. I didn't care if it was just a two pack of like a pink and a purple. Like any fine liners I found, I was picking them up. I had a whole horde of them. Uh, now my six-year-old took them, and I don't even know where they are. But yeah, so that was a, when I what I started with, and I still love my Crayolas today. I still use them all the time. Can you describe the feeling you got when you when you started to to enjoy coloring? Um, okay, so as a mom, I learned that when my kids are like mom, 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 I kind of tune them out, you know, uh, because at that point it's like they don't really want nothing. They just want to, you know, be up your butt sometimes. But with coloring, I found that I was able to tune out the world for just a little bit and um, just get lost in myself. So this way I could self-reflect more as I was doing this process. And I also learned that when I slowed down coloring, um, it allowed me to enjoy the process of the coloring. And it was like a self-healing kind of thing. Because here I am doing a process on a piece of paper and then a process in my mind at the same time. So I felt free. I felt expressive. And that's what I enjoy about coloring. And it's still, to this day, that's how I feel every time I color. 
And uh, when do you color? Is it during days or nights? I color all the time, anytime that I can. I, uh, you know, what I try to tell everybody is even if you can only color five minutes at a time, do it. You know, I always have a book and pencils around or a book and watercolors because I'm starting watercolors. Um, and so, like, I'll walk because this is my art room that I'm sitting in now. Like, I'll walk in here and it'll be on my desk and I'll just color real quick. And then I go and cook dinner. I'll come back. I'll color real quick. I'll go throw laundry in. You know, it's just one of those things that I'm always trying to just do it to help myself. And do you do one picture at the time or do you have a lot of work in progress? Oh, I got lots of works in progress. <laughs> I do. Well, th because the way that I do it is if I just want to have one of those like mindless coloring days, I just pick a very simple picture. I can sit down and color. But I also with my with a lot of my work in progress is they're more detailed. So I can do those at a little bit at a time without getting overwhelmed. So I work on them a little bit and then I can go to something easier because um, I feel like when you get overwhelmed, that's when you rush. That's when you kind of give up and you're just kind of throwing stuff at a page. And at the end, then you're not happy with the results. And that's just how I do it. But how important is the result for you? Um, the result's very important to me. And I'm not talking about the uh, aesthetic part of it, but as in the process and what I got out of coloring the page. You know, I got the enjoyment, the fun um, to experience, you know, a new blending technique or the learning process, too. That's what's most important. So the process or the, the end result is super important because when I look at that page, it kind of brings me back to that moment in time where I'm like, wow, I had fun doing this. And I, you know, I made this color combo. Um, and that's just the, that to me is what's most important. Looking at the picture. I don't care if it looks like a kindergarten picture. It's, you know, at the end, it's about what you did to the page. How long time does it take for you to finish a page? Uh, it depends on the page. Sometimes I can finish a page in a couple hours. Uh, if it's a portrait, my skin tones take me forever, sometimes four or five hours just to finish a skin tone to the point where I'm like, okay, I'm happy with this. And I think a lot of it has to do with me slowing down myself anyway and trying to enjoy the process so it goes a little slower. Are you sit sitting in silence when you are coloring? No, I well sometimes I either I either sit in silence or I have somebody on YouTube that I'm just listening to because I have a a watch later playlist that's two miles long, um so I'm <laughs> I'm listening to that you know trying to catch up with my YouTube videos and when I'm not doing that um, I'm normally listening to some kind of music I have my little uh, Echo Spot here and uh, I'm listening to you know 90s alternative or grunge music. Um, or like 80s hair bands. Like I listen to all that, you know, classic rock. I listen to all that older stuff. Uh, and then I just kind of get lost. Like, I don't know. I like music and I like, you know, catching up on my color tube videos. Do you have your craft room for yourself or is the family together with you there? Uh, this, well, this craft room is mine, but I do share it with my six-year-old. He has um, over on the side, he has his own little shelf with his own coloring books and his own coloring supplies because, well, he has to have his own because um, he comes out. He's a big – all of my boys are mama's boys, but he's the biggest one. And so he has to be up here. He has to be hanging out with me. Even if he's not coloring, he's still hanging out with me. I have extra chairs all around just for him. Do you still do your uh, other crafting things that you did before? Or is it coloring now? I do. I still do a lot of my journaling. I do uh, some crocheting when I can. Uh, crocheting is just kind of hard for me at times, especially now that it's so hot out, because I'm sorry, that yarn in 90 degree weather, it's just too hot. 
but I tend to crochet more in the winter than I do the summer anyway. And you said that uh, Carolina Kubikowska, no, what was your favorite again? Yeah, any of her books, but I really, it's, it's hard, but I think I really like her imaginary friends, like I do. What is it about Carolina's books that you like? I don't know, like something just draws me to her art. Um, it's it's the fact that you could take something and it's kind of dark and you put like I can put pencil to it and make that darkness come to life um, that I just absolutely love. And it has kind of that vintage feel to it. And I like that. Like I like the vintage feel, anything that's old. I mean, I like horror stuff, too. But with hers, I just feel that it's old and antiqued. And that's what I really enjoy. And what other books do you like? Um, I do like Hannah Carlson a lot, which is, you know, why we're doing what we're doing. Uh, I also like, um, I like the Kirby Roseanne's collection, all of his books. But those are the books that I do on my own time. I normally don't do them on my channel because they're ones that can take me weeks and weeks and weeks to just do little bits at a time. Because they are pretty overwhelming books. Um, I also like, I just got the Ink House in, um, And I absolutely love that book. That book is phenomenal. If, if nobody's gotten that book, that book is great. I also do like the Clara Markova books, um, except for some of those. Like, I have to be in the mood to color those, but I think the art is fabulous. But I'm like that with a lot of books, like the Romantic Country series. I love the art. I have a hard time coloring in them, and I don't know why. It's just a personal thing. So I have all of them, and I look at them all the time, but I just haven't colored in them yet. How many books do you have today? If I had to take a guess, the last time the hubby counted, because he counts them, he's like, how many of these do you have, woman? <laughs> um, the last time he counted, I think I was at like 150-ish. Um, but a lot of them are just like discount books, you know, discount store books, because I like those, especially like the wallpapery ones, because I can color pieces and I can cut it out and put them in my journaling. So I have different sorts of books for different things have you colored in all of them no i'm trying to though lavella and uh, kai have the color your horde so i'm i'm really diligent about doing that <laughs> uh, how do you pick colors for a page i don't like i pick one thing on the page and um i kind of get stuck with color sometimes because if i'm looking at a page and i see one thing i'm like okay this is the color that i want to make it And so I do that and I, I get that color going. And then once I get that done, I kind of look at the page and I'm like, well, I don't know where to go next. You know, so it's one of those, like, I just pick different elements out. And then at the end, it just kind of comes together. I do get stuck on the little bits because, you know, you don't want to overwhelm a page. So once I get the big parts done and you have all these little bits, that I'm like, well, let's just go with the colors that I've already used. And that's just kind of how I do it. <laughs> Do you use a lot of mediums on the same page or just one? Both, both. Sometimes I just use pencil. I'm really liking, um, I, for like my backgrounds, I like acrylic paint. I like soft pastels, but I'm really liking the distressed inks with my stencils. I do a lot of those. Um, but like in one of the pages that I did, I tend to think outside of the box. Like I put fake moss on the coloring book to make it look like grass. You know, I cut out little fairies from a different coloring book and I put those on the page to make it one big scene. You recently did uh, a really good dark skin on a girl in Christine Caron. Yes. 
I don't do skin so much and I have never dared to do dark skin. So I was wondering, do you remember what pencils you used? What colors? Yes. I, you know what? Skin is my thing. Like I, for some reason, I can just pull pencils and make a skin combo. That's just it just comes naturally to me. Now, anything else, forget it. Um, for that dark skin combo that I did on the blue, uh, I think she was called Blue Bell out of uh, Christine Caron's Fairies 2 book. I used Indigo Blue PC901, Terracotta PC944, Light Umber PC941, Rosy Beige PC1019, and then I did use a little bit of the cream, the PC914. Um, when I color dark skin, I tend to leave a line in between the darkest shadow and the jaw. Like, let's just say we're talking about the jaw. So the darkest shadow and the jawline, I'll leave a white gap. And then I'll take the cream and go in there to kind of brighten everything up and make it look a little bit more round. Um, so I use the cream, the PC914, to do that. The little light line is what I call it. Um, but I did take that combo, and I made it on line art on one of the Jasmine Beckett girls. I did upload a video on that. And it doesn't look bad. It just doesn't look the same. So it looked better on grayscale. Most definitely. Uh, do you have any good combo for light skin? Yeah, for light skin, I like using. And all of these, I have a lot of different skin combos for a lot of different sets of pencils. Right now, I'm working on, um, with my uploaded skin videos, I'm working strictly out of the Prisma portrait set. Because I feel for beginner colorists that are looking into a, maybe a higher quality pencil that want to do skin, that's a more affordable option. It's a smaller set. But if you can do your skin tones out of it, that's also a great set to do um, natural hair colors out of, too. So you get your skin and hair all in one 24 set. But for the light skin tone, um, I used the Henna, the PC1031. The Clay Rose, PC1017. Peach, PC939. And Light Peach, PC927. And I also do have a video on that one, too. You said that Prisma was your favorite before, but now it's uh, Pablo. Well, I like Prismas for the smushiness. Like, I call it smushy because with Prismas, they're softer. They're kind of buttery, so they kind of smush together where your Pablos and your Polys, you have to kind of layer them. And for me, I still love my Prismas, especially when doing skin. I feel like I get a more smooth result with the Prismas. But for like my florals, my botanicals and things like that, I do like the harder pencils because I can layer and layer and layer and get them really dimensional and get a lot of depth in the color. So you have the patience for doing a lot of layers. Sometimes. It depends on the day. <laughs> When life gets hectic, I don't think anybody has patience after that. <laughs> no. <laughs> so you said that you you started this channel uh, with an idea, what you wanted to do. So what was it? Um, so I, you know, I always went into streams, and for a long time I just lurked. Like I didn't talk in the live streams. I just kind of sat back because I just, um, and it and it had nothing to do with the channels themselves because the channels were great and the techniques that they were doing and I learned a lot, but I just felt like I was nervous. Like I, um, I didn't want to talk, you know, like I was going to be looked at this beginner colorist who, you know, has horrible pages. Um, 
And that's just how I felt. So then when I said, okay, I'm going to make a channel, I said, and I'm going to try to just make a fun channel. Like I wanted something fun and I wanted um, a channel where I can make the community get involved in things that I do. I wanted everybody to feel that they were as special as the next person. I want everybody to feel special. Like, oh my God, you know, this color tuber just asked me to color a picture with them. And cause it was, you know, I remember the first time I went into Sammy's stream and Sammy sent my, said my name and it's just a small thing, you know, but it's like, oh my God, Sammy just said my name and it's a big deal. Um, and I know that I got that from a lot of different people. So I wanted to do the same thing, but on a different scale, I wanted them to feel important enough to be able to put their picture in a slideshow that I made, um, important enough to be able to join the community and feel a part of something and not think that they have to be afraid to talk. So you have had some different projects where you have involved people. Can you tell, tell us about some of the, them? The first one was an impromptu project. I was live streaming. I want to say it was my first or second live stream. I was a nervous wreck. Uh, I was rambling a lot. And I said, you know, I always wanted to do uh, the, the mail a book thing, you know, take one book, mail it around the world. I said, but with that, I said, you have postage costs and that can get pricey. You know, if I ship something from me to you, it's, it's not cheap. Um, And I said, and then with that, you know, you have the trust issue. You have to make sure that whoever you send it to is actually going to pass it on. If not, the train stops and the project's a fail. And so I'm talking on live stream about this. And I was like, so I'm like, you know, I have some other ideas that I want to try to do. Um, and I said, I'd like to just take one book and everybody color pages out of that book and we put it together in a slideshow to make it one completed book without having the postage cost without having to worry about anything and we were tossing around ideas and it was me and the community tossing around this idea and it was fabulous because everybody's like okay let's do it like tonight let's do it so it was in that live stream it was like okay well what book are we going to do and everybody's like well i don't have this i don't have that um, and that's how we settled on magical jungle because that was a book that a lot of people had or had access to um, book outlet here in the States and Canada had that book at the time. I think it was on sale for $5. So it was something that was easy for people to grab if they wanted to. And we had people ripping pages out of their books and sending them to, you know, and it was just a lot of fun. So, so your, the community, your subscribers picked pages and colored them and you did a video where a slideshow to, with a finished Magic yes, jungle. yes, they all colored them. They emailed them to me. I took all of them. I put watermarks on all of the pages. I put a whole slideshow together um, and I presented it as a full book. And just the amount of feedback that I got was so worth all the headache, all the time that I put into it. It was worth it. It was worth every single second of it. And then like now, um, my uh, community buddy color is just finishing I had to get working on that video, but we did 68 people. We had 68 people um, sign up. Well, we have 66 now because two had family emergencies. Um, but 66 people who I took this wheel that I have, and it randomizes everybody's names. So I put everybody's names on there, and we picked. But, you know, this person is buddied up with this person, and we let the wheel pick who was buddies. And that has been a blast. 
And I always tell everybody, it's funny, it's fun because I get to see everything being put together before everybody else. And just to see the artwork side by side, it's it's a thrilling feeling. So that's going to be coming out the 15th. That video will be released on the 15th. So that is two projects. Yes. But you have done, you have had, had more ideas. I did. I did. Um, I also, with the um, the Magical Jungle one, whoever participated in Magical Jungle, all of their names got put on a wheel, and um, I spun the wheel, and they get to pick my next month's hashtag. So uh, Linda got to pick my June hashtag, which is Creative Backgrounds. Um, and then I also had Becky's anime going, so anybody that entered the anime hashtag also gets put in a drawing for the July hashtag. Um, and then I got to thinking that the Magical Jungle project everybody loved. Like it was, it was to the point where my book was filled, and people were still like, "Can I join? Can I join? Like, do you have anything?" And that's how come the back cover got colored. Um, the little inside, little printing got colored. Like every inch of that book got colored, except for the front cover. Um, and I said, "Gosh, you know, that was 77 pages, is what that book was." I said, uh, you know, across the community, if you go to all these streams, I don't have the same subscribers as you. I mean, there's a lot of crossover, but we also have different people that come to different channels. And I said, there's potentially a lot of people out there that would be excited to get involved, just get involved. So I sat here and I, you know, I stared at my books and um, I was trying to figure out what I wanted to do. And I said, well, it's going to be a go big or go home. So then I had to convince four wonderful ladies to hop on the crazy train with me <laughs> and do the Hannah Carls on books, the entire, well, the five, the five books of her series right now, excluding her new one. Um, so, of course, I reached out to Sammy and I was like, girl, I had this crazy idea. So this is this is what I'm thinking. And of course, she was right on board. Um, and then I reached out to, well, you, of course, and Sky and Honor. And Honor was like, yes, yes, sign me up. And then you and Sky were my little, like, ooh, this is kind of big. Let me have a day or two to think about this. Because <laughs> it is a huge thing, you know. And I can only imagine how you girls felt um, when I said, hey, this is what I want to do. Because it, it's it's huge. <laughs> I remember now what I answered. This is crazy, insane in a good way. <laughs> yes, that's exactly what you said. <laughs> That is exactly what you said. But it was like, what you hear it, you're just like, whoo, whoo, this is big, you know? For for the people who don't know what we're talking about, uh, oh. it's uh, this uh, big project called... It's called the HK5 Project. Yes, and you said, as uh, you said, we are, we are going to try to finish five Hannah Carlson books. One book on yeah. each channel. Yep, we all have one book. Um, I have Summer Nights. Uh, you, of course, have Seasons. Sammy has Jewelry Box. Sky has Daydreams. And Honor has Magical Dawn. Um, so we are all going to be doing our flip-throughs um, across Friday and Saturday. Um, over on my YouTube channel, I did make a public you know, announcement of the big reveal that everybody was waiting for. I think we got everybody you know, all hyped up. And uh, all the times are listed there. But what was really nice about it is the um the overwhelmingness like the like i'm getting messages all day long now people so excited they're like 
to finish a whole series of books is just amazing. You know, and then like it was so sweet that Hannah Carlson uh, actually made a comment on Sammy's uh, Instagram post. And it was just like that was the wow moment, you know, like, wow. Because even with my Johanna Basford project, I never reached out to Johanna Basford. You know, it was just something that I did. If somebody wanted to reach out to her, great. If she's seen it, fantastic. But I did it for the community, not for the notoriety. What is your hope for this project? Why did you want to do it? Um, I wanted to do it because I felt that there was a lot of people. Um, you know, I'm a smaller channel. And there's a lot of people that I wasn't able to reach out to. And I wasn't reaching out to them for subscribers. That wasn't my goal. My goal was to reach out to them to make them feel a part of something. Why is that so important for you? Because we should be a community where we are united. We all share the same hobby. We all share the same love. And it's so nice to be able to be like, you know, oh, I'm having a bad day today, but you cheered me up. Or let's just talk in color. Um, and it, it just, a lot of people in this community are homebound or they have an illness or they're sick or, um, so it's always nice when you unite people, they feel like they have a bigger rock to lean on. They have a bigger support system. And I think that that's something that we all need, that big support system to know I can reach out to people that I may never have met until now. And that's why I like doing it this way. Like, that's why I wanted to do it on a big scale. Let's get us everybody together. It's like one big family party. And this is going to happen during June and July? Yep. It, uh, we are going to start this Friday, which is what I think the 31st. Yeah, the 31st, we're going to start on Friday. And it's going to go. Everybody's going to have two months. Uh, pages are going to be turned in by July 28th. But... Um, we're not going to present the project until in the middle of August because we have to do the hard work of editing and putting everything together um, to make it special for everybody who did participate. And even for those who didn't participate but still gave us their support, you know, and saying you guys are doing a great job and this is great for the community because those people count too. Even though they might not be able to join the project, they're still there supporting us and cheering us on. And that's important also. What is going to happen? What are people uh, going to do? Okay, so we're, they're going to travel the live streams. Um, it starts off with me, and then it goes, uh, in, you know, me, and then Honor, you, Sammy, and then Sky. But it starts off with me, and I'm just going to flip through the book. Um, I did number all of my pages, and the, way, the reason I numbered them is because it make it easier for me When I flip through and I'm like, okay, this is page three. And the first person that puts up the number three is going to get that page. Um, just because it's a lot less confusion and it's first come, first serve. Uh, but we're going to do that across the whole streams. And we're going to get as many people as we can to fill up that book. Even if I have to flip it on, the, on another stream again, I will flip it again and again. Um, I would prefer um, people when they're first... Uh, at the live streams so only pick one page per book because some people are going to want to do all five books and that's pretty overwhelming to do five pages in two months it can, it's doable but you're looking at just working on that project and not doing any of, of the other things that you might want to do or enjoy um so after that you know when we realize okay we still have pages because as you know 
the Hannah Carlson books, all of them have 86 plus pages in it. I think yours has 93. I counted wrong. It was <laughs> it was like 83 maybe. <laughs> but it is a lot. Like there's a lot of pages in those books. So now we're all asking, let's say 80 people to do this, you know, so we're, we're looking at 400 people if everybody only did one page, which isn't going to happen. Um, so people are going to have to double up. And, of course, we have our backup list uh, that Sammy made a wonderful spreadsheet. And I know that you've seen it this morning that we're going to have uh, links to. So people who want to be a backup can sign up on there. Um, it's open to the public to be able to go in and put their name down on Uh but, yeah, it's going to be something where we are going to need the community to pull together to get this complete. And I think that's another thing that uh, is helpful is, um, like, getting the community goal-orientated almost, you know, like having them focus, okay, this is our goal. Let's get excited for this goal. Let's work towards this goal. It's like having a fundraiser and trying to raise money for something, you know. It's like this is our goal. We need to, you know, work towards it. Um, so, and then that's why, you know, we want backup colors because you never know with unforeseen things that are happening, whether it's a, you know, a family emergency or, you know, your kid's really ill or, you know, anything. So, but I do want to, um, really kind of put it out there that I would, if, you know, if people can't do it for their own personal reasons, but they've signed up for a page to let us know by July 1st, because that gives somebody else enough time to kind of go in and be like, okay, this is this is what I need to do, and it gives them more time. And I know that we we might have those like, okay, we only got five days left, and we need this picture. Who can do it in five days? You know, I know that that might happen. Um, but for people who are just like, okay, this is just not for me. I just can't do it, um, or their pain level is too high, and they know that they're not going to be able to complete it. Yeah, so if they can tell us by July first, then this way we can already go ahead and step in and get somebody with ample amount of time. Is what is is optimal, you know. That's the best way, if it can be done. So one page per person would be good. Uh, how many pages did you and your mods on the Magical Jungle project? I did one page. My husband did one page. My son did a page. And when people started, uh, you know, people started not being able to complete it for whatever reason. Um, I have to say my mods, I'm like, okay, guys, so-and-so had to back out and, you know, this person, you know, has this going on. We need to fill this spot. Uh, they wouldn't even allow me to color another page because they knew that the work that I had to do later on, editing and putting, my mod team is amazing. They're like, nope, we got you, girl. We got this. And, I mean, they would stay up all night sometimes just coloring these pictures. And that really touches me because to have a team like that behind me supporting my crazy ideas that they know I'm going to come up with is fantastic. Even May. May's always like, and she's going to kill me for saying this on, on podcasts where people can hear me because she says she's always going to deny it. She's like, you know, I don't like this book, but I'll do it for you. You know, and that, it, that means a lot. It really does because to have that kind of support system is what I want everybody to feel that no matter what they have somebody to depend on, they know they can count on somebody, you know, which is a part of the reason I do these crazy projects. And the back to, backup team, what can they expect? They can they can still pick pages if they want to. Because, um, you know, some of us have 
you know, two of the books or five of the books or, you know, we have different, you know, different books, but they can still pick a page um, and they can be on the backup list also to be like, okay, if anybody pulls out um, now, Sammy did it really nice on her spreadsheet because she put a section of what you like to color. Cause we all know in Hannah's books, you've got your portraits, you've got your animals, you've got your botanicals. I mean, there's a, a mixture of stuff in there. Um, and so it was nice that she put a section where people can say, this is what I like, or this is what I don't like. You can put that in there. Um, so if it comes down to, okay, we need somebody and I have summer nights, I'm going to go down and see who has summer nights. I need this portrait done. Okay. Well, they don't like portraits. They don't like portraits. Okay. This person likes portraits. Hey, can you get this done? And it's going to be one of those. This is the page. You don't get to pick a page. This is what I need colored. Can you do it or not? Um, and it's going to be, I, I think for us, it's going to have to be one of those, like I need a, an answer within 24 hours. So this way I can move on to the next person. Otherwise we're going to be chasing down pictures for, for a long time. You said something in your live stream where you were uh, announcing this project that I thought was good. And I mean, it's not just uh, applicable to this project, but uh, it's extra important for this this project. And it it is how people should take their pictures. Because it's very hard. You know, when you get a picture of somebody, you know, propping it up and taking a picture, for us, it's hard to edit it into to skew the picture where that it looks um, good on screen. So that's why I said get a camera. Like there's so many scanner apps that you can get on your phone, on your tablet, and um, those work fabulous. Or just take a picture overhead, you know, on top of the picture so you're looking down at the picture because it's easier than to square up the image um, and to get it in frame as opposed to, you know, the book being skewed and things like that. And that was just something – um, that I struggled with with Magical Jungle, um, you know, repositioning the pictures. And it took a lot of work. And luckily, I had a team behind me that helped me. I'm like, I can't get this picture right. Will somebody help me? You know, and they did. Like, between the, all of us, we were able to skew it and get it to where I needed it to be. Um, it would just be a lot easier for all of us if they took the picture more easy for us to um at least edit or cut down. It's a good light from above or trying one of these scanner apps. Yes. The scanner apps are great. Yeah. I never try them. Oh, they line everything up perfect. It's just like scanning it into your computer from a scanner, but the phone does it for you. Have you decided what page you are going to do? I did. I did. Um, in Summer Nights, I picked the girl with the stars on her face. She's got a side profile um, and some flowers in her hair. And I picked that page because, A, I love doing skin. I like doing portraits. Um, it was a single page because um, I would like to uh, visit other channels and kind of pick up a page. Um, I got, I did for Sky, um, cause Sky's one of my mods and I help her out. So we, you know, we exchange pages. Uh, because uh, just for anybody who wants to know, us, uh, hosts who are hosting the books, we did offer our mods first choice at some pictures because they do do a lot of work for us. They are dedicated. They are there for us when we need them. Um, they do a lot of work that goes unseen. That's why I always say when you come in to chat, please say hi to my mods, say thank you, you know, give them a, a thumbs up, whatever, because they do do a lot of work. So um, I did pick. It was funny because over at Skies, I wanted um, the butterfly picture that's uh, that's naked, the empty one. And she's like, well, that's an odd choice. 
And I was like, well, I got an idea. She's like, of course you do. <laughs> and then I, um, I was like, hey, if nobody wants the naked fish, I want the naked fish. Well, I said, Ricky wants the naked fish, which is my husband. I said, Ricky wants the naked fish. And she's like, seriously? And I said, okay, well, he really doesn't want it. I want it, but let's just say that he wants it. So then what was funny is Beth, uh, my mod Beth, Cora Beth, uh, she sent Sky a message because she's like, she texted me. She's like, girl, what are you doing with those naked pictures? And I was like, I got an idea. And so then, of course, it got her creative juices going. She's like, I think I have an idea, too. So she messages Sky and she goes, Sky, I want the uh, naked beetle. It was a beetle with that was, you know, and uh, Sky's like, Beth, is this really for you? I have to ask, is this for you or is this another one for Becky? <laughs> and Beth's like, no, it's for me. And I'm like, I don't want them all. I just have ideas. I like getting creative. Um, but one of them, what I plan to do is I have calendars, and one of my calendars is a big peacock. So I'm going to try to cut it so that the, like, I don't know whether I'm going to do it in the butterfly or the fish yet. But so it looks like the the but, the wings are a, the whole peacock, you know, coming down with all the feathers and do a fun background. Just to show people different things that you can do in a coloring book. You don't have to color. There's so many options that you can do. Do you have any time at day or night when you're not coming up with ideas? Or are your brain working all the time? It's working all the time. And that's part of, like, my mental health. Like, my brain is constantly going. It doesn't shut off. And so it's a, it's a curse, but it's also a blessing because it allows me to come up with these crazy things. But sometimes I'm just like, stop already. Just stop. Um, sleeping's difficult. But, you know, we get there. Now this is going to take a lot of uh, focus and time and uh, planning and fixing. Uh, but have your brain already made up new ideas for the future? Yes, I already did. I was actually, and like, it's something that I talk to my mods about a lot. And I'm like, oh, I'm thinking about doing this. And oh, how about we try this? And they're like, oh, my God. Oh. <laughs> you know, one of these days, they're just going to go on strike. And they're just going to be like, we're done for the day. We're done. <laughs> But are you like this with your family as well? Yes, I am. I'm always like, oh, I got an idea to do this. And, and like Ricky, he'll just roll his eyes at me and be like, oh, God, okay. Um, or because like, I'm also, because my mind doesn't shut off, I always want to rearrange. Like I always want to, you know, make it look new. And he's like, woman, because he, he works two jobs. He's like, woman, I just need a break sometimes, you know, stop having me move everything. Or I'm like, oh, hey, can we bring this in from the garage? And I always have something, something going on. I drive my family crazy, but they still love me. <laughs> I honestly think that's why I got my own art room now, <laughs> because then they just, they just shove me in here. It's like, okay, they're gonna just go. You you said you like to color skin, and you gave us some good uh, pencil combos. Uh, do you have any other great tips for, for? I mean, we are a lot of people that think skin is hard to color do you what are your best tips um skin is hard to color but like i found with prismas especially with prismas because they are so soft and they're so waxy that i have to work from dark to light like and work myself in otherwise i have way too much buildup happening and once you get so much buildup just like you're fighting the color then and it's just not going to do what you want it to do um Another thing that I, I like doing is I like blending, depending on the skin tone that I use, and, of course, the set that you use. 
Um, my go-to uh, color is gray lavender, but that doesn't come in the Prisma portrait set. Um, but the gray lavender, I love blending skin, at least the dark parts with the gray lavender um, over a blender. Uh, sometimes I feel like a blender darkens the color where you kind of want it to be a little bit more subtle, you know, or even a white. Like sometimes white makes it look milky, but I would rather have the milky than making my shadows too dark. Um, if I don't want them that way. So those are the two things that I, or the few things that I like doing. Um, and I always, uh, actually it was May that said this on one of her streams one day and it always stuck with me. Um, even as a beginner colorist, uh, somebody was in there asking about, um, shadows and how to know where to put shadows. And she goes, even if you don't know, a picture always looks better with wrong shadows than no shadows. That's true. Yes, and it really stuck with me. Like that is something that I live by. So if I don't know where something goes, well, I'm gonna I'm gonna put something in. I mean, and it does. It makes a huge difference. I know. I look back at some of the things that I first started coloring with no shadows at all, and I'm like, yeah, that can use a little uh, sprucing up there. Do you have any favorite coloring tools? Um. I'm still trying to find the sharpener that I'm going to fall in love with. It's still a work in progress. I, hmm, I don't know. Like I use all of like I'm looking here and my desk is ten feet. It's ten feet, you know. Uh, and I like using everything. I literally use it all: pencils and glitter stuff. And um, I have to say though that I did get hooked on that Karen Dash, uh, the full blender. If I'm going to use a blender, I do like that one because I feel that it's more soft and it doesn't make the color come out darker. It just kind of makes it look smoother. Um, so that's one thing that I am starting to get really used to. Though, But the one thing that I have to say that I always use, and it's not coloring related, but it's everything for my coloring, is my traveler's notebook. I put down everything in that, whether it's my finished pictures or, you know, and that's just on a day-to-day -day thing. Uh, I know that a lot of people are now starting to get them because they can put down their finished pages or their color combos or um, just. And that's where I go to remember everything. Like that's the my biggest tool that I use when coloring is that book. Do you pick put in your all of your IDs in it as well? I do. That's how come sometimes when I'm showing it on live stream, you'll see me skip a whole chunk. I can't give all my secrets away. Oh, and this little guy, too. I like him using him. The Tombow Mono Eraser, the Mono Zero. I don't have one of the electric erasers, but this little guy works wonders to get into those tight, tight spots. Because I'm one that I go out of the lines a lot. It's okay to color outside the lines, though. It is. And what are your best coloring tips? Have fun. Always have fun. Never worry about what supplies that you have or that, you know, what you have is inadequate because it's all adequate as long as you're enjoying it. That has to be the number one thing that I try to tell everybody is, you know, I have so many people are like, well, I can't afford that book or I can't afford that set of pencils. You don't have to. You can go to your local discount store and buy a cheap book that like that you kind of like at least half the pictures or a quarter of the pictures. Get those. Get a set of cheap pencils. Just start coloring um, and have fun. Don't think that you have to have the best of the best. 
because uh, you don't. It's coloring. We're supposed to be coloring for fun, not to break our banks. Uh, thank you so much, Becky, for joining the podcast and talking to me and talking about this uh, Hannah Carlson, the HK5 project. Yes, yes. <laughs> A bit more so people can uh, hear about the idea and the background and everything. Thank you for having me, Isabel. It was so much fun. I have I had a blast talking to you. And I had a blast of you guys finding out a little bit more about me. It was wonderful. And it's so nice to have such a creative uh, person in the community <laughs> who also wants to unite the community. Yes. And, that, and that's, you know, the thing. And I think that everybody has that little bit of creativity in them. I'm just fearless. I'm like, we're going to do it. And if I fall, I fall. I'm okay with that. We will have so much fun with this project. And uh, it was wonderful talking to you. And thank you, everyone who has been listening. And goodbye. Bye.